high-tech Torah musings with Rabbi Gil, student of TorahMusings.com. Kisovo, erasing Shem Hashem on a screen. Every new technology brings with it overheated hype. Again and again, marketers trying to sell us products and ideas claim this is the dawn of a new era. Sometimes they're correct, such as with a smartphone, which has really changed the way we function. But usually, the vast majority of times, their claims turn out to be vastly exaggerated. That one time, marketers and futurists said that the advent of the e-reader meant the death of the printed book. And to some degree, they were correct because their predictions corresponded to decreased reading habits. Book publishers closed or merged, bookstores shut down. However, even in this digital world, printed books still sell more than e-books. However, a halachic question arises with e-books and websites in general. An insight into Parshas Kisovo offers us guidance on how to learn Torah electronically. Specifically, it helps us answer the question, may we erase Torah or the Shem Havashem, the name of God, that appears on our screens. In Dvarim Chavzayin Gimel Tadalad, the Torah says that after the Jews cross the Jordan River into Eretz Israel, into the land of Israel, they have to write on stones the words of this Torah, however much that includes, and then cover it with cement, with Sid. The Gemara in Sota, Lamed Heyman Aleph, says that the writing should, would be covered over with cement. The Yitzchak Sarodskin, in his Rinas Yitzchak, he asks how they could cover over the words of the Torah. This would constitute erasing not just words of Torah, but the name of God, the Shem Hashem. It's forbidden to erase the name of Hashem. The Torah says about idolatry in Devarim Yudbeis, Gimel Tedalad, and you shall destroy their name from out of that place. But the Torah warns after that, you shall not do so to the Lord your God. Lo sasun kein l'ashem elokechem. How, asks Rav Sarodskin, can we cover the writing on stone, thereby erasing the name of Hashem? So he answers by referring briefly to the great debate over modern Shemus. So Gutenberg invented the printing press with movable type, and Jews adopted it quickly and extensively. After about 150 years, we find halachic authorities discussing what to do with the overflowing stores of worn-out sfarim, these sacred texts, must be disposed in a respectful manner, but the volume was overwhelming. So different proposals were discussed. Were discussed. Uh, we don't have to talk about that now. In the 19th century, a new question arose. What do we do with pre-publication proofs of a Sefer? So a rabbi writes a commentary or the like, and he submits it for publication, and the publisher sets it in type and sends proofs to the author for proofreading. So the author proofreads, corrects, and when he's done, what... And he makes all the corrections, so what does he do with those proofs? How does he dispose of them? So the halachic authorities discuss three main issues to resolve this question. So number one, do these proofs, do they include Hashem's name or merely words of Torah? So the latter, Divrei Torah, is forbidden only rabbinically to erase, and that, that allows a little more room for leniency. So number two, were the names written with intent that they should be sacred? So if the writer intended them not to be sacred, so there's no prohibition. It's chol. If he intended them to be kadosh, to be sacred, so there is a prohibition. The question is, if he had no specific intent, he was neutral, it was stam. So then the matter is debated and it's not resolved. 
And then number three, the third issue, was the writing intended to be permanent or temporary? So if the names of Hashem and the Divrei Torah were only intended to be temporary, so some people would allow erasing them. Okay, so since pre-publication proofs usually do not contain Shem Hashem and are intended as temporary, so post-game like Rabbi Yisrael Inspector and and then Siv, they allow the respectful disposal of pre-publication proofs rather than burial. Rabbi Yisrael he also recommends that publishers should print the proofs and explicitly state at the time of printing that those proofs have no kedusha, they have no sanctity. So reading a computer or, phone or a phone screen, so sometimes you can be reading on that screen a verse that contains Shem Hashem. However, the screen is loaded without intent for kedusha, and it's intended as temporary. So this would all lean toward allowing erasing the Shem Hashem. But the postgame do not consider it sufficient. Rather, we need to invoke one of the two following ideas. So number one, many halachic authorities, such as Rav Yaakov Ariel and Rav Avad Yosef, they do not consider words that appear on a screen to be writing. It's really just pixels next to each other. So regardless of which specific technology is used in the screen, it's like writing by putting toy blocks next to each other, which is not writing. You can just knock those blocks down. So this seems to be a dominant approach, but honestly, I'm not so comfortable with it. Uh, who am I? But it, it, I wonder whether this will still be the case, Postgame will still be saying this in 50 years from now, when words on a screen become the standard way to write. And those of us who grew up learning to write with a pen and paper will be a tiny minority. So I, I don't know. Follow the Postgame, don't follow me. Uh, but there's another approach, another way to think about it, and the other, the other idea, number two, is whether you raise the Shem Hashem in order to leave the space blank, which is a standard way to erase. You're being mechanical, you're, you're removing something. Or are you erasing the Shem Hashem in order to fix it, to put something else there? If you erase it in order to fix the space, you're being misacking, you're fixing it. So there's room to say that you do not violate the prohibition. The Torah forbids us to erase Shem Hashem like we erase the names of the idols. That was destructive, not constructive, not lasakin. So this last consideration can answer our question on the verse instructing the Jews to cover the Torah words with cement. So if you do that, you erase the words of Torah, including the Shem Hashem, and you do it in order to fix it, lasakin, so perhaps you do not violate the prohibition of erasing Shem Hashem. Rav Yitzhak in the Rina Sislak, so he quotes the Minchas Chinuch in Mitzvah Tov Lamed Zayin, who says that if you erase Hashem's name in order to do a mitzvah, like to mix it with the water for a sota ritual, so then it's considered lasakin and permitted. Permitted. So similarly, says Rav Sarazkin, covering the rewards of the Torah with cement based on an explicit command from Hashem, that's also lasakin, and therefore it's mutter. So in practice, the shach in your idea, kuf ein vav So he says lil sakin is not enough to permit erasing a shem hashem. However, if the name was written stam without any specific intent, then there is enough basis to erase the, the shem hashem in a constructive way. So again, if it's both written stam and erased lil so then according to the shach, it is allowed.
So I was thinking, if we follow the shach, if, if we follow him, and not everybody holds like the shach, but if we, if we would follow the shach, then any name, any shem Hashem, any shemus on a computer screen, that's loaded, that's written without any intent, that's stam. You, you just push the button, you, you, you type in the URL, it, it loads up, there's no kavana there. It's always stam. And if you, so, th- so then if you close the window, or if you t- turn off the computer, so you are erasing it in a destructive manner. But if you load another website on, onto your screen, that's Lasakin. So if you have a website on your screen with a shame Hashem, with a verse, so you're looking at a Pasuk, then according to the Shach, even if you want to be strict and consider this writing, not like the post can be said before, so you're still allowed to go to another website, go to, go to the news, and then shut down the window. So by loading a different website, you're erasing Lasakin in a constructive manner on a Stam name that had no, you know, had no intent to make it Kadosh, and therefore erasing the Shem Hashem in that way would be Mutter even according to the Shach.